On this episode of the Nesson Celtics podcast, it all comes down to game six in the garden. Chelsea Sherrod and I will preview. It's either elimination or go on for game seven in San Fran for an NBA title for the Celtics. We'll recap the past two losses, especially coming down to the fourth quarter. And also, who is the finals MVP if either team wins? Let's go. All right, Chelsea, so last time we checked on the vibes, vibes were high. Where are the vibes at right now? Dropping two straight, two straight losses also being the fourth quarter they're undoing for the Celtics. Vibes are not high at all. You were at game four. I was at game four. What was that like? The vibes completely changed. The energy shifted very quickly in game four. Um, I mean... I was saying to someone, you know, the the way that the game was flowing, it felt like the Celtics had this huge lead throughout the whole game. But there were points and times where it was like, okay, like we get a couple buckets, but like the Warriors are right there. It's a one-point game. Steph Curry goes off for 43 points. He's literally carried the team throughout game four. Like, And so what did we talk about after game uh, one or two, was it? It was just stick with Steph Curry. And it's like, if you do that, then – obviously you're going to win. You left Steph Goff for 40 points. You're not winning that game. And then you look at game five and he goes 0 for 9. Okay, you, you like, that was a great assignment. You guys did great with that. But then you go on to lose game five. I definitely thought that that was the game that they let slip away. Um, so right now, I wouldn't say that the vibes are high at all. No. Yeah. Especially given that they're 6 and 5 in the postseason at home. If, if, if they they're going to win games, it's exactly. If they're going to win games for like a, a Celtics fan or a Celtics reporter, if you're looking, it's like, okay, they're going to win on the road. And then you drop game five and mm-hmm. it's like, okay, now you're in a high pressure situation. We did say that the Celtics do work better under pressure, but you're back at home now. Pressure was there in game four. Pressure was there in game five. Because that's where you go and you step up. We're the resilient team. We always bounce back. We like to make stuff harder. Yeah. And they say that, and it was jokes. And then it kind of, when we heard that in the Eastern Conference Finals, like if it was easy, it wasn't us. It was jokes. It was laughing. They were kidding. Now it's to the point where it's like, why do you make your lives tougher? And like, well, it's what we've done all year. It's like, hey, that can get it done against in the regular season. It can get it done against teams where you are clearly better than, mm-hmm. a la the Nets. Mm-hmm. Even the Heat, even though that went seven, mm-hmm. the Bucks series was the tightest. But this is the NBA championship. No. This is the best team from the West. And yep. say what you want, how the landscape of the NBA was and what the playoffs yep. and who the Warriors lucked out to face when it comes to yep. a Mavs team and whatnot. But this is the NBA Finals. No, so like that absolutely. make our lives harder. harder. You can't. A- absolutely. I mean, yeah, losing back-to-back games in the postseason for the first time in this year's playoffs is tough. I mean, I was going with the whole entire postseason. I was like, Celtics don't lose back-to-back. They don't lose back-to-back. And game five, they let slip away. And when did it happen? In the fourth quarter. And for the first time in this series – They finally win a third quarter, Mm -hmm. 35-24, I believe it was. And, yep, 35-24. And they go on to get outscored 29-20 in the fourth. Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, two for nine. I think think Jason Tatum, was he two for nine in the second half, or were they combined two for nine in the fourth? Jason was one for five in the fourth and two missed free throws. Jalen Brown, one for four. Marcus Smart, one for two. Okay, so two two. for nine combined. So those combined, that's your big three. They're three for 11 from the floor. But even just Jason and Jalen. Yes, you need them. And all the talk of Marcus chucking up threes. He only took two shots in the fourth quarter. So how upset are you going to be with him? To me, the most upsetting thing was when he tried to do that sellout and sell the clay offensive foul. Oh, yeah. You gave that guy a wide-open 27-foot lift. 
that was tough. But it's also like the accountability for me personally is on Jason Tatum and yes. Jalen Brown. Yes. Um, and so especially, you know, after the fourth quarter performance that they put on in game one and we were like, wow, they're so resilient and we're seeing that on full display. And then it's like the past two games in game four and game five. It's like, where is that? And we haven't seen it. And Steph sat the beginning of the fourth quarter. So after the game of game five, there was a question, you know, Jason Tatum airballed a three, misses two free throws after that. Mm -hmm. Legs weren't under him. There was a question of fatigue for Ime Odoka. What he did, because Steph played the full third, gets his rest in the fourth in the beginning, what he normally does, he left his dogs out there. He let Jalen and Jason out there mm -hmm. to feast. You got to go. They don't have Steph out there. Changes the offense. Doesn't matter. He's missing from three. Yeah. Makes it better defensively. And for the Celtics, they scored just five points over the first yep. eight minutes of the fourth. The the Warriors still dominated the non-Steph minutes. No, you've got to capitalize on that. And I think that's what Ime was trying to do in that moment. It's yep. almost like, oh, okay. Oh, yeah, I like, like the coaching decision. And so, yeah, like we're stopping Steph's, or Steph's momentum is pretty much getting halted at this point because he's on the bench. Um, so let's see what we can do during this time frame. And they weren't able to capitalize at all. And obviously that leads to a 10-point loss. And now they're down 3-2 and everyone's saying, you know, and even I was saying this earlier, like, okay, they've been in this situation before. Like, look at the Bucks series. They were down 3-2. Down 3-2, had to win in Milwaukee. In Milwaukee, six. yes. And, and then come did. back home and win. And they did do that. And it's like, okay, obviously this is doable, but would you rather be in, like, would you rather not be in the situation? Absolutely. And yeah, for the Celtics, I mean, most of it comes down to consistency. And I just want to read a quote that Ime Udoka had after game five. And he said, for us, it's really about consistency. And we talked about this. Times. We talked about this throughout the entire season. He said that's the thing we're not having throughout a full game is consistent efforts, sustained effort, more so offensively than anything. And that's when the two and nine down the stretch comes into play for Jason and Jalen. He goes on to say that's the part where we got to have carryover not only game to game, but quarter to quarter. You come out, you have a strong third quarter, you come out in the fourth and you completely blow it where we saw it happen in the third, but not the fourth. And that's what he went on to say. And so that's, that's huge. I mean, really, it comes down to consistency. It comes down to playing the full 48 minutes. And when I was at game four, that fourth quarter dropped it, literally dropped the ball. Um, that was a game that they definitely could have won. Game five, they for sure could have won as well. And I think for them, it's like, we know that Jason gets off to slow starts every game, but it's like, if you're going to have a slow first quarter, then what are we doing the other three? So it's like you can't come out and have like a quiet first typically. And that's typically what he's like. Grant, he does have some strong first quarters, but typically he's known for having a slow start. And then in the fourth, you're kind of like non-existent. So there needs to be more consistency there from him. You said it a bunch, but that was email saying five different times. Consistency, sustain, carryover. Yes. Five different ways he said consistency yeah. in one answer. Yeah. That was his big thing. And email after game five too. This is a guy he's... And he's not a guy in press conferences. When I'm saying he's great, he's not just like grateful and joyful and, and fun right. to be. But he gives great answers. He gives good insight. He'll play ball with questions. He keeps it real. Yes, and that's the best part. He was short. He was pissed off after game five. And because mm -hmm. of that, the consistency. Yeah. Because what we're seeing right now is that for Jason Tatum, he has disappeared or he's shrinking in the fourth quarter, I'll mm -hmm. say. But honestly, disappearing with his fingerprints on the game. Mm -hmm. he That's where you go to the first half of the season for what Jason Tatum's issues was, what it was yeah. in the past. Yeah. And we said it before the postseason tipped. We are worried about the Celtics in clutch time. Yep. Games get tight. They go to isolation offense. Yep. And Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown seems all they're thinking about is how do I go get a bucket? Yep. Not 
how do I make the best play possible? Golden State's going to double me? Okay, let me find those passes. We saw Jason in the first game. Did not score, but had 13 assists. We've seen Jalen Brown have his big games too. Mm -hmm. You go to game three for that. But now what the Warriors are doing are fine-tuning their defense, limiting those two, taking them out of it, and the offense is absolutely stalling out. Yeah, it, it's it's isolation basketball, yes. And it's also just like not taking care of the ball. Like yep. It's just like the turnovers, and we just the talked timeliness. about this at our desk. Jason Tatum, an NBA record 95 turnovers in the postseason. And that's four a game. That, that's a lot. <laughs> that's Tough. the most on the team. And, it looks and that's your primary. Marcus yep. Smart's a point guard. But if Marcus Smart and Jason Tatum are your primary ball handlers and they're having the issues with that, just yep. cannot be. It cannot be Warriors in game five plus 11 in turnovers. Yep. They only had seven. And that's a team that does risky passes. Yep. But you know what they're playing? They're playing smart because you know how good the Celtics defense is. No, absolutely. And I think you know, when you're turning the ball over like that, it's like, okay, four turnovers a game, whatever, blah, blah, blah. doesn't seem as bad. But I think when your offense, like your, your, your shot profile isn't looking great, then that is like, that emphasizes it. So Jason Tatum shooting 36% from the field in this series, averaging about seven for 20, um, 45% from three he's averaging. His two point shot making. Is just but it's business. just like, 23 points in the series he's averaging per game. You need you need Jason Tatum at 28 a night minimum. And he had 27 in game five. He went 10 for 20, 50% from the field. So it's like, okay, like, and he had a big third quarter, but it's what do you do in the fourth? You have to close these games out. Like, the Warriors are not just going to lay down and let you just, like, run all over them in the fourth quarter. Absolutely not. And that's even when their best player, the greatest shooter in the world, Went 0 for 9 from 3. And you know what Steph did, though? I know it was early in the game. That floater he was using. Yeah. He was going to keep shooting because he knows he has to keep the defense honest, mm -hmm. and he's got to sustain his gravity to open up his other guys. Mm -hmm. But he kept shooting. That's a guy I'll never have an issue with shooting with. But he kept playing, and he kept making smart plays with his assists, with his rebounding as well, yeah. finding what the defense will give him. For Tatum, it was threes. And it was driving to the basket, but really primarily dominating with his right hand, which your Warriors know they're going to do. But at the same time, just not finishing and also settling for tough shots, too. And that's what him settling. and Jalen Brown were doing. Jalen, settling, settling. Jason, settling. Um, but also, so this is something that I was thinking about because I was um, watching the Rangers, Tampa Bay Lightning, um, NHL Stanley me. Cup Finals. Um, Great season Stanley Cup, boys. yeah, Eastern Conference Finals. So, Chesty, great. and so obviously, like Tampa came back in that series and they ended up winning, and so now they're going to the finals. And so, what a lot of people were talking about was okay, was there some fatigue that the Rangers were experiencing? And so, I'm thinking, okay, what about the Celtics? Because if this series goes seven games, that'll be their third straight seven game series. Is there physical fatigue? Obviously, but I think that there is some mental fatigue going on with the Celtics. Especially in the case that, okay, in every single game, you lose a third quarter. Um, the way that they're playing down the stretch, it's sloppy play. I mean, there were so many plays in game five where it was just like, what are we doing? And you could go back to, say, game five against the Bucks when they should have won it. Then the offensive rebound yeah. rears his head around. Drew Holiday hit yeah. tough shots. That's what forced that series to go seven. You go the same thing for how it was against the Heat. That series should not have gone seven, yep. but they had their mental lapses. No, you're yep. right. I, I so agree I with that point. I think there is some mental fatigue at this point. And it's with these guys. I mean, they've been through it. It's not. It hasn't been a long postseason. It's been a long season. Yeah. Because you could say Warriors battled their injuries. Mm -hmm. They battled their – every team's gone through it. 
but it's been from the jump. They weren't healthy, the Celtics, in the beginning. They were the question marks. Jalen and Jason had to deal with, yeah. do you trade them? Do you split them up? Marcus Smart, the same thing. Yep. Then they finally started winning. Now through this postseason, it's just been a long, long year. Yep. But you know what you don't? And it's we're bringing up fatigue. You don't hear it with the championship teams. They don't mention how tired they are. And because and questions were asked. Yeah, fatigue. they're yeah. not bringing it up. Like Ime Udoka was asked, do you think fatigue affected Jalen and Jason? And he answered it. He kept it real. He goes, maybe, you know, mm -hmm. that affected, you know, their decision making, mm -hmm. you know, ex affected their legs. But they're not using it as an excuse. But the, it's rearing its head around right yeah. now for the Celtics. And yeah. that can be it. You know, you're right on that. It's been a long postseason. I think it's them. real. Yeah. And I mean, granted, you coming back home is obviously going to give you some more energy and, you know, it's going to be fiery. And there's that intensity and momentum coming back home, playing in front of your fans. But. I mean, just like we said, six and five at home in the postseason. So does it really matter at that point? And here's my thing. Whenever you return home, you see, can see the role players excel. Yes. Where's Grant Williams been this finals? Oh, my gosh. Three points Please in game five. Grant. Three points in game Please. four. Six in game two. No points in game one. Yep. They won game one. In game three, 10 points. But he's not had more than five rebounds yet. Yep. And the only time you really see him show up on your TV screen is when he's acting like Draymond with Draymond or acting like Draymond with one of their other guys. Yeah, and so so I disappeared. think Yes. But I also think that he has been kind of taken out of his game because of the Draymond matchup. Um because also when you look at Draymond it's like he hasn't really done much in this finals either. I think that both of them kind of are like tweeners a little bit. Um so I don't really think that this matchup plays to either one of their favor. But what Draymond brings defensively and one of their best passers. Now, I was dogging him because yeah. offensively, he did not want the ball in his hands. I mean, literally, eight assists in game four. Yeah, but literally, in game four, he didn't want that ball in his hands. The second he caught it, he, he was getting it out. Yeah, but in game sure. five, you saw that bounce back. And so, what does Draymond bring if he's not going to bring the offense with him? It's he's going to be one of the best defenders in the history of the league. And all that's an all NBA defensive guy. Mm -hmm. One of the best passers on this team. For Grant, it's like what the Warriors did was we're gonna take away your corner three because that's what you got. What else? How can you beat us? And yeah. he just isn't. I think that's valid. That is very valid. Yeah. Draymond Green, six assists in game five, eight assists in game four. Um, so I think that's a valid point there. I mean, we're gonna have to see, but yeah, Grant really hasn't made much noise in this finals, especially for a guy I think who has had such a high and uh, big impact on the Celtics in the postseason as a whole. So I'm actually like pretty shocked to see that, you know, he hasn't had more of an, uh, an outbreak or whatever during this series. And he's been a guy that's been their Chico, Derek White too, defensively getting blown by. Yeah. It's, it's been interesting. And so this was a team that was deeper that we saw was deeper than the Warriors, but they're, eight-man rotation because you throw Peyton Pritchard in there who's their worst defender but hey he's still found a way to make an impact not shooting well Derek White yep. defensively is getting blown by yep. Grant Williams is not bringing that scoring off the bench okay so that eight-man rotation what is it at now it's at five and Al Horford after his big games you haven't seen him show up like that he still hit the timely threes and then when there's a shortcomings late in the game it all disappears. What do the Warriors do well? In game one, what the Celtics did good was obviously have that fourth quarter surge. Mm -hmm. But in game two, what the Warriors did, came out, brought the fight. They started getting their shots all around collectively. Then end of the game, everyone was making plays. And even go down to what happened in game five. Celtics bench one for nine from the floor. Then you have Gary Payton, 
and Jordan Poole combining for 29 off the bench. Who got deeper as the series went deeper? It's been the Warriors. Yeah, and can we talk about Jordan Poole in these third quarter buzzer beaters? Like, was that back-to-back games? No, there's a, there's a gap in was between. Was it three and five? Yeah. Like, what? Wait, you, see, there's, you know, there's the baddies theory. There's baddies courtside. <laughs> and Jordan Poole's pulling up for not the baddies. Not the that's baddies what, That's what Twitter what? tells me. Is that a thing? Oh, yeah. I got to show you the video, but it's the funniest thing. I have not seen this. I'm not. It's just I've seen it and who they claim to be that for Jordan Poole. I was like, that's not it. Like, you just pick two random. So he's putting on for the he's baddies. He's putting on. Like, I, uh, the clips on. that have been picked. People no, are crazy. JP shows up. When he's decisive, he's great. When he has to do too much with the ball and dribble too much, that's when it's been his issue. The Celtics have exposed him for that. But he got into his comfort in game five. I mean, it gives him a lot of momentum heading into the fourth quarter. If you're hitting those buzzer beaters like that in the third. Like, yes. and, and honestly, in, the, in game three, that third quarter buzzer beater felt like the dagger. Honestly, mm-hmm. it did. But the Celtics came back and won that game. Think about game one. Iggy had a cor- uh, buzzer beater in the f- to end the third quarter. And I mm. thought that was a dagger. And they put that, f- yeah. that fourth quarter right. together for the Celtics. Right. So Andre right. Iguodala had it. But I get you on the pool ones. For me, it's not like those buzzer beaters. If that's what they're undoing is, and man, just mentally, you did not bring it here for no, this No, for game. sure. Okay, all right. So what do you think? Do you think that the Celtics force a game seven no i don't you don't i think that game five that was the deciding factor and it's how fatigued they are how the role players haven't shown up they could easily prove me wrong playing home at the garden they can play up to the energy but you touched on it to me with the mental fatigue Mm -hmm. now we're seeing the physical fatigue step in now you wasted a steph curry 0 for 9 game yeah and with the emergence of what andrew wiggins has done his last two games right that's what makes life difficult he had the double double in game four right then in game five 26 points 13 rebounds did not hit a single three either so steph curry and andrew wiggins when it combined 0 for 15 from three from the floor and they came back to win that game wiggins is playing both ends of the floor he is doing what Jason Tatum was expected to do. Hmm. Before the finals, I said the MVP is either going to be Steph if the if the Warriors win. Mm-hmm. Either it could be Steph, it could be a dark horse in Klay Thompson. Mm-hmm. And then for the Celtics, I said it's a Marcus Smarter, Jason Tatum type deal. Hmm. But I always said Wiggins was the X factor, what he can do defensively on everyone, yeah. and we could bring scoring. He found his role. His first few games weren't great, and you were asking for more of them. And then all of a sudden, especially you saw in he game three, defensively he's kind of like an Ole guy. Guys getting by him. Yeah. Game four, game five, he woke up. Whether it was Steve Kerr hanging a Jonathan Kaminga in front of him, go, that's going to be your minutes if you don't mm. step up. And it ignited him. This guy's waited for this moment. He stepped up. Yeah. And so I think with what we've seen, it's it's going into a rotation, getting deeper for one team, shorter for the other. But the confidence is building in the Warriors. I have to be proven so wrong in game six because at the same time, I've waited five games for the dog to come out for Jason Tatum, and it hasn't been there. Because he's got it. He's a stud. Valid. He's a borderline top dude in this league. That's valid. But how do you go from a dog to a mother effing dog as you close out games strong? Yep. And it hasn't been there. So that's why it's what the Warriors have proven to me, and it's what the Celtics have shown us through six through five games. That's valid, and I feel that. Because I think, I mean, I was telling you that I thought that game five was going to be Jason's breakout game. That's yeah. what I thought it was going to be. And granted, 50% from the field, whatever. But it came down to the fourth quarter for him. I don't know if we're going to see that in this series. I mean, I do think that the Celtics win game six. I do think they force a game seven. Um, what gives you that confidence? Is it being at home? Is it? I, I think that it's being at home. Yeah. I think, I mean, that's the only thing I can go off on this point. I'm kind of hoping that they learn from their past experiences and how they need to play games completely. Um, also, the Celtics play well under pressure. 
and the pressure is on right now. So I think I, I like them taking game six. I'm really, really hoping, and I think this is just for everyone's sake, um, that Jason Tatum gets it together. So He, he we'll needs see. to go like 35 points on the night. Yeah. I mean, he just needs to play down the stretch. We just need to see more from him down the stretch because what it looks like to Celtics fans is just like, okay, we're just like, we're just letting it go. We're just giving like, okay, here, fine, have it. Like, you have a chance to win banner number 18 in your coach's first year as a head coach in a season that no one even thought you would even make it past the first round, let alone make the playoffs. Like, the opportunity is there. Like, this is a privilege. And so I think Celtics fans are saying, you know what? Like, show up. You're at home. We're all backing you. Like, you have a crazy opportunity right now to at least force it to seven games. And this is a, before the finals began. The players talking about it. We looked up at the banners in the garden. We're getting excitement over hanging 18 up there. Yeah. They, were, they, were, they were excited for the moment. For the Warriors, I mean, they walked in like, we've been here before. Not everybody, but the main dudes have been here before. I know. And we're seeing a maturation lesson for Jason Tatum right now. Mm. And it's tough to see it happen on the final stage because there isn't a learning curve when it comes to the finals. There isn't a learning curve when you're playing basketball in Boston, in LA, in San Francisco now, in Philly, in New York. Man, I don't know when they'll ever be back in the finals. <laughs> but these are the cities that want more than that want it more than anybody. We love Nick you Shane. know? And that's what it's building up to right now where we're seeing Jason Tatum learn in front of our very eyes what it's going to take. You cannot shrink in the fourth. And this goes back. We got in the argument last time and I brought up the clothing. <laughs> this is where it gets me. I understand. I understand the effort isn't there. Yeah. He can text someone. He's got a stylist. These guys all got him, right? I understand. But when you show up wearing that stuff, when you wear that, where you, when you wear that armband, when you're wearing a Kobe MJ jacket in the pants, brother, you know what they did? They showed up in the fourth quarter. I understand. And that's why I completely get your point. And it makes perfect sense. Um, so he needs to do that. But I do think that the Celtics take game six. I'm a little worried for them only because when Steph Curry goes 0 for 9 from 3 one that's game, there's no twice. way that's happening oh. the next game. And so everyone is anticipating that he's going to light up TD Garden on Thursday. I feel so. like we witnessed, like, w what is it? You never see shooting stars, right? Meteors? I've I don't never know. seen shooting right? stars. never seen one? Have you? I think so, yeah, way back okay. then when I was a little kid. It could have been like some... I thought it was a shooting star. It's probably some lint in, <laughs> uh, in, your, in your room or I something. I made a wish either way. I don't <laughs> know if it came true. An airplane or something. In but the that's sky. what I feel like we witnessed with Steph going 0 for 9. And that's what you got to stare at. You go, this dude did not hit a single 3. The biggest killer. Like, when does that ever happen? First time in over 200 games that happened. Like... That's insane. That's, that's a missed opportunity. Yeah. And so I think that's everyone's... What the, that's what this finals decides yeah. to be for the Celtics. Yeah. Everyone's expecting him to come into game six and just kind of go off. Because so. if you even look at the broader picture, it goes, all right, what are the Nets going to be next year? What are the Bucks hmm. going to be? What is the West going to look like with Kawhi being back from his knee injury? The Celtics, the Lakers with LeBron, and if they figure out that whole roster, but with new a new coach, coach in Darvin Ham. Yep. So it's, hey, this is how the East is going to be, and also this is what you're going to get from the West is yep. what the mix is here. Yep. So that's, it's a missed opportunity in the finals, and this could be windows close very quickly. They do. They do. I mean, Ime Yudoka has led them to the promised land. I love Ime. So we'll They see. got their coach. They have, they have the roster. They got to get the experience and they got to yep. seize the moment yep. that's the big thing. seize the me. moment i think that's a great way to put it so we'll see so speaking of seizing the moment whether it is steph curry who you know has gone off as you mentioned in mm -hmm. game four up to that point scored no less than 29 or andrew wiggins stepping up now mm -hmm. those guys are 
taking the conversation of finals MVP over. I still say Steph is your finals MVP. Absolutely. Where do you feel on all this? Steph, absolutely. If the Warriors win, it, it's Stephen Curry. I mean, the way that he's been able to, and I said this about Al Horford um, earlier in the postseason, but it was just the way that Steph is able to keep them in games. Yes. Um, and help them win games. I mean, and Game Four was a prime example. I mean, going off for forty-three points, fifty percent, seven for fourteen from three. Um, the closest guy to him was Clay Thompson, who had 18. Andrew Wiggins had 17. But it was just the way that he was scoring in the third and in the fourth. And it was just like, wow, he really put this team on his back. Steph Curry deserves his first finals MVP. Um, so I think that he does get this if the Warriors take it. Warriors wouldn't be here without Steph. Warriors would not be up 3-2 without Andrew Wiggins. But they're not in that spot because Steph had that 43-point game. Yeah. He had the scoring in game one and game two and game three. Yeah. And he drives that offense. Like I said, he makes the big plays. That's why yeah. he's a finals MVP. But Wiggins has been that X factor. Now, let's say Steph somehow has in game six doesn't have another good game. Wiggins steps up again as he did. And if they close it out in six, then there can be that argument to me. Then I'll entertain it. But to me, still, you're not yeah. here without Steph. I agree. Best player on offense, but Wiggins has been the X factor. And this is this is what the league is. You need those hyper athletic, talented wings. Mm -hmm. And Wiggins is just going out and balling. That's all. And he's honestly, doing. I love that for him because you know oh. his time in Minnesota yep. obviously wasn't what he wanted it to be. It wasn't great. Um, so to see him, you know, playing some of his best basketball, um, has been great. So. Shout out to Andrew. And that's a guy that's been, you know, number one overall pick. Yep. Was obviously the man for that team. When he came to Golden State, too, it was seen as a trade piece. They were like, hey, they can have him. He puts up his stock, then they flip him because they got yep. Kaminga, Moses Moody, yep. and, and, and Wiseman. I believe, like, the Warriors traded D'Angelo Russell, mm -hmm. two other players, maybe a draft pick in there for Andrew Wiggins. So basically, the T Wolves are just like, here, take him. Yep. And this dude's going to be why they can win a franchise seventh title. This would be their fourth in San Fran, but they're seventh as a franchise, possibly. Yep. Yep. So that's And that's what it is. It's who steps up in these moments, mm -hmm. who steps down. Mm -hmm. And that's what we're waiting for for the Celtics. I'm with you Who's on, gonna on step Steph. Up? Yeah, for me, it's Steph Finals MVP. Unless Wiggins just has an insane game six, historically. I know. And hey, who, who, who's the big guy in game six? Clay. Clay found a shot late in the series, but Clay game six, Clay is a thing, and that's a... It is. That's tough. It and is. for either team, you know, we lean on the home court. To me, it helps the home team more, obviously. Mm -hmm. But the Warriors have gone into Oracle. They've won. The Warriors have gone into the Garden in the finals, and they've won. At this point, it's more advantage than disadvantage playing at home. And so that's my thing, too. I, you know what you're going to get from the Warriors. And I think it is, you know, shark smelling, smelling blood in the water. Mm -hmm. They see what's right in front of them. They're not going to have the lapse of letting a game go. Through. I mean, after game five, Clay said, I can't wait to get back to Boston. So there's that. excitement there everyone to see that crowd there it is and he the can't Draymond wait and clay chance. he can't wait he can't wait for the booze i was kind of shocked they were booing clay thompson but whatever well after um, he said the post game where he's like come on with kids in the crowd you know for the fu draymond chance they just put a target on his back yeah and i thought that was a kiss to death for the warriors which means <laughs> that you're acknowledging the crowd you. and that's nothing i'm not saying it's okay i mean you hear that every it's game boston it's boston happens everywhere whatever all right so if the celtics win the championship who is finals MVP? If that happens and it means he has to step up, it's, it has to be Jason Tatum. Now, let's say if this trend continues and he finds ways to win, but he gets back to games one through three, then it'll be Jalen Brown, in my opinion. 
It's they're going to ride on those two guys, and I've said it. They go as far as Jason Tatum takes them. I yep. said it in the first series. I said it in the Eastern Conference Finals. Yep. I said it in the finals. I've said it all throughout the postseason. Mm-hmm. They go as far as their best player takes them. He needs to be their best player. So that's why if the Celtics win this in seven, man, give Jason Tatum that Finals MVP trophy because he'll need to do it, and he'll earn it if that happens. What about for you? Yeah, I think it's a little up in the air right now. I mean, if the series were to end – if the series ended in game five, it would be Jalen Brown. Yes, um, so I think it is dependent upon how Jason Tatum shows up in game six. Um, and then obviously game seven, if it comes to that, um, well, it would come to that if they were to win. So I think the next two games will be huge because if Jalen just, you know, has big games and Jason just doesn't play well, if we don't see much from him, then it's going to be Jalen. And I think that Jalen deserves it at that point. Um, Most important player in this series to me for the Celtics has been Robert Williams, though. When he's on the floor and good, he's doing exactly oh what you want gosh. him to. He's doing what's expected of him. He's playing so well. High impact. Yeah, knee High comes impact. up, and his size, you just see the second he checks in, whether Looney's on the floor or not, because he had foul trouble. He can early. outrun Looney. Way more I'll agile. rebound everybody. Uh, yeah, like his he's bigger than everybody. Yeah, he can swipe at everything. I mean, he's had a ton of blocks ton of big high impact performances. Is this the emergence of the Rob Williams fan club right here? Listen, Are we the founding two members? Listen, you know how I feel about Rob Williams. So, yeah, there you go. It's big. <laughs> there it is. I'm a fan of him. I love the Time Lord and the way he's played. That's a thing. Is yeah. that Rob Williams, the guy that was coming back from a meniscus Down injury, out. had Down to miss games mid series, was dealing with pain, dealing with swelling, can barely move out there. He has shown up every single night in the series. And that's a resiliency. That is a resiliency yep. we talk about. And I think that's the energy that the Celtics are looking for. Like, okay, you have this guy who throughout the whole season is day-to-day. We don't know what's going to happen in the next game. He can go down. It can be all over. He's day-to-day. And he's putting his biggest effort out there in every single game. He's keeping them in possessions with the offensive rebounds, with the tip-outs, everything. And so I think for the Celtics, it's kind of just like, look towards Rob. Let him be an example of what you all should be, the way that he's playing, um, defensively especially, um, but offensively as well. So. so your prediction for game six, you think Celtics, Celtics win? Yep. Give me a score. I hate guessing scores. I'll uh, guess the score I'm back to you, so I'll return I'm not it. Good with I'm, okay, I'm, fine. I'll go. I will go. I'll go 105, 87. Whoa. Hold the Warriors under 100? Yeah, I think they hold the Warriors under 100, yeah. Wow. They haven't done that yet so. this finals. I think so. I think they hold so the So defense under. shows up, which has been their strength. The defense has shown up. It's the offense, the yeah. stall out. Yep. The Your turnovers. Best, the turnovers, especially. I think they hold the Warriors under 100 points they're, to win. They're giving the Warriors an extra 20 points a game off turnovers. Dial it back, drop that to an extra eight points. And that's what we say about the Celtics being their biggest enemy. When their they worst play discipline. Enemy. Yep. Like, hello. And it's not even the Warriors defense. Like on some possessions, it's like, okay, that was a great defensive possession by the Warriors. But most of it is the Celtics just giving the ball away. So if you can just like work on your ball security and take better shots, then like you'll be okay. Go find the good looks. Don't yeah. force a bad shot. So their offense is predicated on ball. Turn the movement. ball over. Just like you said, twenty points off turnover. It's like don't Hello? stall out late offensively because you guys are great when you move the ball around. And what I loved about this team is that their superstars pass up the ball knowing they're going to get it back. But that's been their undoing. You yeah. got me that score. You say they hold them under 80. Yep. I'm saying Warriors win game six. 
and you I'm going to go celebrate in TD Garden. Yeah, I mean, well, yeah, it's going to happen. Confetti falling and everything. I'm wow. giving Warriors win. Wow, wow, you'll be there for that. One seventeen ninety four blowout, and it's going to be one of those where it's fourth and then. Got you. Got to pull them out. Put the Stauskas guys in. Put the Stauskas unit. But I think the Warriors come out and just dominate. You think? As I say that though, I'm like, yeah. I mean, you'll be at Game Six, yeah. so you'll have the full in-person experience. I would love to witness the Celtics win. They push it and they be and push it to Game Seven on a Sunday night, and anything goes in a Game Seven. Who anything knows what happens goes. in a Game I Seven? I mean, they've been able to win back-to-back games to get out of a series. They have. So we'll see what that looks like Thursday night. But, again, it all comes down to consistency. All right. Vibes are low right now. Hoping they're high Thursday night. (laughs) I hope Celtics push it to seven. I called Warriors at six. Everyone wants a game seven. Who doesn't want to see a game seven? We'll see if Adam Silver picks up the phone, too. Get some Scott Foster action in there. We need seven. (laughs) Take it back to San Francisco. (laughs) No comment. End of the day, I want duck boats, and I want parades, too. In Boston. Dude, it'd be great. That'd be the first parade I've ever covered, so I, I would. Love I didn't to cover see the that. Bucks parade. Yeah, you didn't. They, it was not good. The bus was driving like thirty-five miles per hour the whole time. Like people are like, "Oh, a, and there's a." But why is that a thing? That happened. They don't know the, how to do parades in Milwaukee. The, no, but in Atlanta with the Braves, that Same happened thing. last year. Yeah, like the cities what don't know world? how to do them. Boston's more. Like, who's more experienced in Boston? Just slow it down a little. Oh, I know. Bit. Like, I know. I know. Trust me. Trust me. <laughs> what in the world? Um, we'll see. I mean, Boston knows how to throw a good parade. So plenty of experience and, and, and with they're it. due for a parade. So I'm, I was about to count the championships they've won since 2000. Well, 2001 for the Pats, 2004 for the Sox, but I don't have enough fingers. So they got the parades under their belt. Flex. Um, but yeah, Boston is due for a parade. So we'll see if the South is going to get the one. Everyone around the country is like, do they've had plenty. <laughs> we'll see you guys after game six. <laughs>